It's a beautiful question, uh, yet I'm not sure if it's a new story. I mean, all stories are have always been here. I mean, for us to hear it, to see it, to feel it, to experience it is the evolution. But the stories are all of them, all creation is already here. And us exploring them by living them consciously. And to me, this is also surrender. Surrendering to your path of becoming with willpower is surrender for me. Surrender is not a passive thing. So opening our senses more and more and allowing this information with a taste and enjoying and expanding in it is, is everything. I think everything is happening at once. We can feel that the time is uh, speeding up. People are understanding how things are connected. I think what is next for us is to um, really open ourselves to also feel the fear, feel the sadness, feel the shame, and stop labeling this is wrong for us. Welcome to this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I'm here today with Chennai Atalay. Welcome, Chennai. Very nice to see you, Julian. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for our conversation. And I want to start with a question because you really, you know, you're in the support to, or, you know, in the, in the mission to support and inspire powerful leaders um, in really unpacking more of their leading force for the good of the world. And so... My question is, what do you reckon is like really needed at this time in our evolution, this time in our in our in our planet's trajectory for for well-being for all of life? Wow, beautiful beginning. I think there is one thing. This is very important. Where we are as humanity um, is at a place that we are so powerful, and we are creating so many other powerful tools like artificial intelligence are ways of connecting with each other, coordinating, and how we can make things happen with our creativity is at such a high speed. Uh, one thing we need to do is to really um, pause and fill our seat as humanity, which means recognizing how powerful, how creative, how amazing we are, and how we are trusted with the intelligence and uh, with the potentiality of evolution. I think one of the things that we are failing, uh, and this is my invitation to leaders, is to remember and recognize uh, why we are here and what we are here for. And for that uh, recognition of our potential, and also after that, um, taking responsibility of this power is so important. And that is an individual uh, task which is a part of our collective journey. Many of us are uh, trying to keep up with what's going on and find ways to position ourselves with some external benchmarks. Uh, we are still at a level where we are comparing ourselves with the capacities of artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. I invite everyone, especially leaders, to remember that we are the creators of artificial intelligence. 
So uh, I believe uh, the entire planet is inviting us to really remember and recognize uh, our position as humanity. Mm. And that is a position of service, but that service can totally unfold only when we embrace our full self. Wow. Um, shivers over here, like truth bumps. I, lo I love how we just kicked off this episode. Yeah, let's remember who we are and let's remember in the sense of technology, we're the creators of those technologies. Very, very true. And then, as you just said, in relationship to nature, I mean, we're part of nature, but there's a very specific part, um, a specific role we play, right? We're, we're in service, we're stewards. We are actually caretakers of the ecosystem. And you're right, the current time like absolutely shows us that if we don't see who we are, we will destroy ourselves and everything around us. Um, you mean um, that that distraction uh, can happen um, because of the climate crisis, because how we are treating to each other, because of the biodiversity loss, so many things. But uh, I would like to take the invitation from a love perspective, mm -hmm. instead of fearing of mm -hmm. uh, and feeling threatened by an extinction. Mm -hmm. I mean, we should just really be grateful for this invitation of everything, um, showing ourselves that there is another way and we can do other things. Um, you know, there has been a, a couple of earthquakes in my homeland, Turkey, um, and it's, a, it's like a huge disaster and so many lives um, are lost. And yet what we are seeing clearly is that the land, the earth, and our human potential um, is coming so alive. It's, it's still an invitation out of love. It's very hard to say because, you know, there's so much pain in it. But at the same time, there has never been a time clearly telling us it's time for us to wake up to our potential, to what we can do together. And the entire creation, the trees, the animals, the earth, this whole planet is telling us it's now, the time is now, the time is now. So I believe just appreciating every breath that we are taking and seeing the connections from the whales in the ocean to the trees in my garden, the entire system is allowing, guiding and taking care of me to take one breath. And then of course that love can only be multiplied when I appreciate it and give it back in service to all life. I think it's very clear on all levels. And the, the leader's journey is to see the connections of everything and appreciating this gift of being alive, of being human. And if you take the responsibility of being human on behalf of humanity, it means leadership. You don't need to be a leader in a corporation or founder of a startup of some big shot investor with money. When you lead with this consciousness, your own life, give your breath to service, then you are a leader. Leading ourselves first. I love it. And then we innovate in harmony with life, right? 
Um, so you're the co-founder of both of Regenerate X as well as um, the Heroines, right? That's a, a feminine leadership um, kind of program that you've created. I'd love to hear a bit more about that because, you know, program is, is maybe not the right word to see you smile as I use it. But, um, you know, the website states lead with beauty and do business in peace. And I think that this is a huge and maybe even undervalued part of, of what you stand for is that we can actually use business for good. We can actually look at life and the situation. You just said it really powerfully that life and the world we're in from a place of love and from a place of peace and from there what we build becomes exponentially more powerful. Julian, um, this exponentially more powerful is uh, such a beautiful statement. And also it's both exponentiality and power has been used and abused in ways that I want to open it um, to just to align on the concepts. Uh, I'm a, I, I love conscious business design. So the last 10 years of my life, I dedicated myself to serve to leaders to design conscious business models and to create any product, service, system with that consciousness. Why I am so passionate about it because I'm a mother of two, and every system that we are a part of, from urban design to uh, food systems, to education, uh, to even how we are talking right now using these technologies, is a part of series of decisions that are made based on the success metrics of a business model. How we are living is a byproduct of some decisions that are decided in some meetings, in some processes, throughout um, some business model processes. So when we say the business, uh, the business says profit is important, growth is important, or uh, the number of clicks is important, and this is how success is measured, everything belongs to that. So in the end, the products and their unintended consequences, we see them as symptoms. And then we go and protest them, or we go and try to fix them, or we go and blame some people for that. But to me, it's a very unproductive and um, way of doing things. I think we can optimize our time and energy by going to the source of things, which is the business model design, and how we can make success more human, more life-centric, and um, more evolutionary. I think it's time that we just focus on this and then everything else can be designed more in harmony with life. That's why I deeply care about conscious business model design. And the conscious business model design starts with a value system and what is important to us. And because we consciously or subconsciously, we decide on what is good or bad based on our value systems. But many people, are not even aware that their values are coming from some sort of addiction or reaction. Let me give you an example. When I say I deeply care about nature and then I go fight against uh, climate change or I 
bring angry statements out there, blaming some companies and some leaders, I actually am not in harmony with my own nature. The well-being should be my focus. So people are most of the time are acting out of lack or blame or shame. That's why the business systems are very full of shame and guilt. And I want to go into the depth of it. And I want people to become aware, actually, we can be different and do business different. And I call it doing business as a prayer. Because us coming into business is a sacred attempt with intention, attention, and collective collaboration. It is the best way we can show our intelligence, what you called our power, and we can change things in one generation, Julian. We can change things in one generation. And for me, instead of trying to go and do it with different companies and different people and with different segments, during COVID, I woke up to the fact that many people didn't know what to do. Even the leaders that I respected and trusted a lot, they were very scared. And they were thinking like, how are we gonna snap out of this situation? But when I started talking to some women leaders, I noticed they were ready and they weren't scared of the unknown. And, and a woman who gives birth would relate to this. When you are giving birth, you get ready to die. You get ready to die to give birth to new life. And a version of you dies. When I was, before I gave birth, I was a woman getting ready to give birth. But when I gave birth, I became a mother. And the old Janai was gone. So in a sense, women are somehow equipped to deal with complexity, pain, and dying of a version to give birth to a new version. But we are birthing a new version of ourselves, and we are given the capacity to see the connectivity of all life, nourishing things. So I don't want to tell that women are better, but we have some qualities that make us ready for this unknown and going through these type of portals. So I said, okay, I'm just going to invite women together to design conscious business models. And to me, every uh, situation where there is a lot of darkness, I see that it is a chance to be reborn. And I invited women to come together to start designing conscious business models so that these type of pandemics don't happen again. And even if they happen and if they continue, somehow we develop some sort of resilience. Hmm. So to cut it short, the heroines started with COVID to find a way, not out, but true by giving birth to ourselves. It has been two and a half years, um, almost 80 uh, graduates uh, from our annual journey now. And what is happening is that we are designing conscious business models. When we are going through that, we become aware of our values and we do collaborate and we start doing businesses and developing services that are not just uh, new technology platforms, that are not just new um, business models to create foundations that are more impactful, but that are also resilient and very agile for example, uh, with the recent earthquakes, 
we quickly organized and now we are uh, designing and developing services and products to uh, help uh, with the survivors of the earthquake and uh, inshallah regenerate the cities that are collapsed that requires a new way of uh, thinking, a new way of uh, serving. So somehow we are always getting ready to be ready to the next big thing. But um, my most focused point is to redefine success with new metrics that are in harmony with life and to role model them and that also resonate with uh, the rational minds because we need to bridge our intuition and our visions uh, with the existing thinking models to decrease the pain. And there's a lot of suffering. Many people, although they know what is good, what is right, they have hard time transitioning to the new world. And for me, uh, finding ways also to invite them to the journey so that nobody is left behind is very important. I have huge compassion for people who are scared of change. I am born uh, to be comfortable with change. So mm -hmm. I have this privilege. So my services are always about innovation and changing your mind. Um, but uh, I don't have any, any blame against anyone who is resisting change. I understand you. I feel you. Just know that there is another way. And for those who are privileged enough to know better, to do better, I invite you to be compassionate with our fellow humans and find ways to include more and more people. Hmm. And we all can do it. We all can do it. There is no enemy out there. So that's why peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you and, you know, um, preach because <laughs> it's, 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 it's so true. And I, what I hear in what you're sharing there, Chennai, is that it is really... This is part of the new story, right? This the new story is to embrace and forgive and kind of reconcile the pain of the old story, but also to step boldly forward into this, yeah, uh, this way of building uh, from a place of um, surrender, from a place of bridged heart and mind, right? Uh, from a place of uh, compassion, but also from a place of, I would call it pure love, like a. You know, um, you made the example of the mother and the example that uh, you, you know, you as humans, we maybe are here to get ready to get ready to get ready and then to be ready for whatever happens next. And so we embrace uncertainty. And you said as a woman, you you, you became you were ready to then get, be ready to one day become a mother. But I think when we talk about pure love, the picture of the mother is also quite interesting because pure love isn't just playing nice with everyone at all times. Right. If a mother is. Uh, fearing the safety of her children that love turns into ferocious love of protection like let's say like a um you know like a lioness that would protect herself or her her younglings right and so i think there's an aspect to pure love that while peaceful can be ferocious and can ultimately also be lethal if need to be and I think there is something about this kind of pure love that allows us to stand in the face of the maybe the dying story or the, the world around us that has been built from fear, from greed, from um, guilt, from shame, as you were explaining. And so I'm, I'm curious what else you see as part of that next story and that story that we're actually weaving forward as community as we 
we exist and, and, and live it ourselves, right? Like in groups of women, in groups of regeneration, in groups of men, it, it really is happening in so many places. You in Ibiza today, I'm in the United States. Um, all over the world, we can see hubs and cohorts of people that are stepping forward into that new story. What else do you think characterizes that new story? It's a beautiful question, uh, yet I'm not sure if it's a new story. I mean, all stories are have always been here. I mean, for us to hear it, to see it, to feel it, to experience it is the evolution. But the stories are all of them, all creation is already here. And us exploring them by living them consciously, and to me, this is also surrender, surrendering to your path of becoming with willpower is surrender for me. Surrender is not a passive thing. So opening our senses more and more and allowing this information with a taste and enjoying and expanding in it is, is everything. I think everything is happening at once. We can feel that the time is uh, speeding up. People are understanding how things are connected. I think what is next for us is to um, really open ourselves to also feel the fear, feel the sadness, feel the shame, and stop labeling this is wrong for us. I think even feeling the shame and allowing yourself to feel it has a lot of intelligence in it. As, for example, as artificial intelligence and quantum computing is getting faster and they are becoming smarter and getting more creative, it's just a reflection of our human potential. So instead of telling oh, I should be happy and I should be living like this, maybe allowing ourselves to embrace all palette of emotions, but consciously feeling them, experiencing them, also relating to other people who are living them, experiencing them, and expanding in that understanding that it is ju not just one type of being, but all sorts of being is what makes us human and what makes this life so beautiful is what's gonna bring us the peace. And for peace to arrive, I believe we need to stop repeating the same old mistakes with new tools, with new games. I think that is ending. And that ending, I hope my role will be to ease the pain because I see a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, not just in my country, but all around the world. Um, I, I deeply feel for children, for women, for the planet, for men, and we don't need this much of suffering. I think we shall stop delaying what we have to experience together. And that comes, Julian, with intentional communication, listening in fields like you open here, for example. And that can be an everyday service. 
You don't need to wait to have huge followership. You don't need to wait to have an amazing company. Just by being you right now, opening yourself to listen, opening yourself to bring your willpower to any given moment is our human potential. I think collectively we are waking up to this, Julian, but honestly, I am so curious also to see these uh, children, especially children, uh, being more visible um, and adults listening to them better and us really doing business as a prayer uh, with technology. I am so looking forward to uh, enjoying uh, and taking also my part in serving to those uh, fields. Uh, this is what we are doing also with Regenerate X, uh, how we can learn from nature, bring uh, conversations um, with more consciousness to humanity. And instead of just um, doing things, for example, we do events, heart masters, uh, just for the sake of doing amazing, cool events, we truly come together to create heart-to-heart -heart connections we're totally surrendering what wants to emerge. We have transformational experiences, but what I am enjoying more is that I am discovering the beauty of art, music, dance, uh, the wisdom of the land, what elderly needs to say, and how we can sit together hum hum humbly around fire and listen to each other as if we are hearing and seeing each other for the first time. That to me is an everlasting joy. I think these basic human uh, joys that our ancestors have been doing, we can bring those uh, rituals, those um, ways of being with each other in our everyday life. And we don't need to go anywhere for that. We can just be here like this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that you bring it um, to circle and to listening. And also, you know, what I hear in, in your share there is the relationships we actually have with each other. And um, I don't think the human experience is about striving for perfection, but I do believe it is about being in the process and being consistently. You said a very nice words earlier, like be ready to be ready to be ready, which in other words translates to being in this process of being imperfectly perfect and being in that process of never being fully complete, which in a sense is very challenging for the mind, but it is the process of life. Um, I'd love for you to unpack Regenerate Acts a little bit more and explain a bit more about uh, regeneration and, and the role that you see humanity have in this regenerative cycle of nature. Uh, I think for the last uh, seven, eight years, uh, my partner Rudy and I, we have been talking about consciousness, conscious business model design, coming together, inclusion and diversity. And uh, the last couple of years, we focused on regeneration as a concept uh, that we know from agriculture and biology and how we as humans can see our roles not just about decreasing our harm uh, on the planet, but actually can serve with love and unleash more life out of life and create these conditions that can create more life. 
focusing on business and leadership. The reason why we are focusing on business and leadership is because many things are being decided there and it is our collective potential as humanity um, and we can change things really fast with the power of business and leadership. And how we focus as Regenerate X on the regeneration as a concept is first we invite people to regenerate their ideas. Most of the time we are looping our thoughts instead of thinking. So we are thoughting. Almost 98% of the time, the 70,000 thoughts we are uh, thinking are not new thoughts. And our body works as a mind, a collective mind, because I'm not an individual. What I learned from my parents, where I am as a culture, I'm a representation of it. But as a as a, a create creation, I have the power to create. And it starts in my in the way that I am thinking. I am the will of the creator. I am the will of nature, universal energy, whatever you call it. I have this will to create. And in that creation, it is very important that we become aware of our creative power, but by being present, by being calm, we can allow life to also represent and express according to what is happening, a new way of thinking, a new way of being. And in that opportunity, and we can do this with practical tools like listening, like Socratic dialogues, we can do it through meditation. We can do it by inquiries that allows us to think things in a different light. It's very important that we ask the right questions to have different answers. Sometimes just staying inside silent by exploring new potentials with creative tools. It is very important in, in Regenerate X, we start with always regenerating our ideas. Then we move it to expressions, how we can communicate better, how we can listen to each other better, creates a whole set of new ways of being together with each other. And then we reflect it to conscious business model design, we reflect it to conscious service design, and then we bring learning programs and regenerative transformation programs to communities, to corporations, and potentially to governments. That's my invitation. I'm looking forward to it. And everything out of that creation can be rippled in, in communication because I am very uh, interested in media. Uh, we don't need to make people addicted. We don't need to make people scared of things. but uh, like how you are inviting us to uh, reflect on conscious um, areas, what, uh, what is good for us and what is good for the benefit of all, uh, we can totally change the business models and the ways we are communicating uh, things uh, with each other. So uh, with Regenerate X, this is our focus, but most importantly, uh, our job is uh, regenerating ourselves. Because if I am not coming with the right intentions, if I'm coming just out of habit of some ego, uh, ego goal to my clients, my partners, and then only I'm going to produce more of that. So that's why uh, our biggest job is always focusing on ourselves and working on ourselves together with our communities. 
Uh, Rudy is working specifically with men, and I work with women, and together with we work with everyone, of course. But it also gives us the opportunity to explore uh, how uh, men and women are thinking different from each other. I believe the role of women is to embrace that we we are here to be and to receive. And then when we relax into that being with grace, men are also encouraged and initiated to act with grace so that the grace can come to this planet. And when we recognize each other and the feminine and masculine within me and the feminine and masculine within you, then there is this peace, there is this harmony. And in that harmony, and of course, it all arises first by understanding what is our role as humanity. There's so many beautiful opportunities that are opening up because then you sync with nature, the nature's principles and how um, we can actually see all the answers in nature, how we can apply for example, the communication and coordination of bees when it comes to an emergency and a disaster intervention that happens in Turkey, it's mind-blowing. Every answer, every design that we are looking for is already out there, desperately screaming us to see it, to recognize it and to apply it. So by humbling yourself in your role, making peace within yourself, the clutter and the noise is gone, so you can start seeing and start applying in harmony with life. In uh, Regenerate X, we are also very excited about uh, integrating the ancient wisdom, the beautiful wisdom that is already out there from Sufism to indigenous wisdom, to all the possible innovations in technology, in uh, regenerative economies. And for that, we do, um, ecosystem partnerships because we like to be a practice community and our learning journeys are also our services. We invite our clients and our partners into learning journeys with us and we practice new ways of working together because as you said, perfectionism is over. We cannot wait to try to make things perfect. Right now uh, with Haifa, we, we are becoming a decentralized human organization. And we are openly inviting all of our partners to take part with us so that we can create cultures that who can let go of the control and be super transparent. We can decide together, we can experiment together, we can redefine what is value and we can redefine how we are gonna serve uh, with the best of each other. Um, so many things, so many beautiful things, but um, I mean, uh, the most important part, Julian, is that you see that all the silos are collapsing. What I can talk to you about how we can help uh, Turkey about the regeneration after the earthquakes is very similar to what we can talk about um, the corporate transformation programs all around the world. Um, everything is becoming so clear, so focused for me, and I am celebrating, although it hurts, although it is not easy all the time, mm -hmm. we are being born as a beautiful humanity from our ashes. Hmm. Again, truth bumps. I, I, I very much resonate uh, deeply with how you're explaining this and that this clarity, even though it isn't quite 
easy to accept it fully sometimes because of the process, the transmutation, the transformation, sometimes the pain that comes with it. Um, but the clarity is increasing, right? The, the steps are, as you said, they're written for us in nature. They're visible for us in the natural world because we're part of that natural world rather than creating solutions that are kind of um, overcomplexified by our mind. I have a question here for you that has to do with trust and maybe with the process of trust into these natural ways or into this, you know, trusting the process deeply and therefore surrendering. But my question is, is just very personal. Like, how do you experience trust and what is required for you to, to experience trust? Uh, trust is not always given. Uh, what I am doing, if I don't trust, if I feel fear, if I feel scared, I allow myself to feel the fear. And then when I allow myself to feel the fear, I somehow see myself as a scared Janai. Mm. And then in that calmness, in that peace of acceptance, I can see my need to trust. And how can I know what is trust if I didn't feel the fear mm. or the lack of it? So mm. that intelligence of knowing it is something to celebrate. And my willingness to experience more of trust is out of love. And in that process, if I don't jump to expect or to force you to give me that trust, then I can see that beautiful becoming in me and accept my role. Janai, who wants trust, actually starts trusting this process of finding the trust for my own evolution. Hmm. Is this clear? But yeah, this is this is a little thing that I am doing for myself. <laughs> I think it's beautiful because you described your process with us, right? And and so again, um, when we are in in this kind of dialogue and you know, um, in a podcast interview like this, it's it's not always only about the rational answer. It's really also about arriving in the presence of the process. And I know many people listening can can take something out of this and apply it to their own way of connecting with topics such as trust. Um, I'd love to, to, to jump here and, and ask something maybe connected because it seems like you can you, you have this ability to really draw the, the golden thread of connection between topics. But I'd love to just ask, you know, you said earlier you're a mother and um, I'd love to ask you about the education system. I think we, we know that, you know, the education system at large is outdated. But my question for you would be, what do you think is required for education into a um, into this world? And education both for, for kids, children, as well as for adults, maybe. But if you were to single-handedly, Janai, or with your team of chosen experts, create an education system that you truly believed in, what would be part of it? I, you ask me something so precious to my heart because I have been searching for it uh, for many years now. I used to do a project with children and teenagers called Children First World. Uh, education and learning is not just for children and teenagers, but for all of us. And for that, 
And there is a natural ability of children, uh, especially to feel the curiosity and to be playful. And I believe they are the amazing learners, amazing design leaders for all of us to remember what in our original settings we are wired. That ability to learn is something that we snap ourselves out of it through systems from uh, a lot of conditioning. And I believe, and I experience also in my own uh, family structure, is that when we allow children to be curious and we give them our sacred attention and listen to them, there comes a field of meaningful connection that brings so many insightful conversations and playful uh, ways to reimagine what it means to learn together as an intergenerational humanity. Of course, there are containers that can be um, more motivational to make things, uh, to make learning better, like being in settings in nature, being in settings where there are uh, tools that enable creativity instead of just screens uh, where longer hours of being on the screens on the wrong applications can decrease your uh, curiosity and put you in a position of a consumer instead of a creator. We know all of these things. But uh, Julian, I believe the most important thing is to be with each other with sacred attention. If parents, caregivers, teachers sit with children, not as uh, hierarchical teachers or I know better than him or her attitude, and if we open ourselves to a level that what is this new human with new consciousness here to explore and how we can learn from each other, that opens a field of such beautiful creation. If you ask me how I stay motivated or how I stay excited and so hopeful about life, my secret power are my two guides at home, my daughters, May and Mia, who every day are giving me an opportunity to refresh myself, to restart, and to connect with unconditional love as their mother to a field of opportunities. And I hope, and this is my role, that I never shadow their path of curiosity and allowing themselves to regenerate themselves and the way they see the world every day. We are all wired to learn. This is our nature. And mm. no matter what age we are, by remaining open, we can totally restart. This is my belief. It's always the time to come alive. Beautifully said. We're all wired to, to learn, to follow that curiosity. I, I'm with you, um, ideally under uh, sky time, you know, um, rather than screen time. Um, Julian, have, yeah. Julian, I just want to say this. Sometimes we think, you know, you know, you see Janai and there is this body and there are two eyes. But I, 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 I am like this combination of ecosystem with billions of things and cells and microorganisms happening in me. 
And that's why if you can just understand this whole creation and, and my creation, I am constantly learning and experiencing and transforming and reorganizing. Our interaction is doing that. I think we, hum we need to humble ourselves to the magnificence, to the perfection of this. And, and, and if you ask me what is learning, if you can just pause to breathe in this, what a wonderful learning. I can become new because this is what's happening actually. Every second, every second. Yeah, right on. This this is this is so beautiful because you're sharing it as you, the awareness is being experienced, right? And yeah, I mean it's it's biologically, uh, scientifically absolutely true. We're we're a cell temple of trillions of cells that are renewing themselves, right? And so, um, I guess this is part of the human journey is to, in some way, shape, or form, gain an awareness that is not just mental over it. Um, we need to forget this. Um... Newtonian physics laws yeah. and how we were conditioned yeah. to think business or, or creation or potential yeah. or time like that. I mean, so many years ago, we became aware of, about quantum physics and it's out there. It's out there. We need to normalize that information. It's time. Mm. Aho, I, I love it. I love your passion for it. I have one last question for this episode, and it's about your dream for the generations to come. So if we were to zoom out and say, you know, we live in a relationship with, with roughly seven generations before and after us, it's probably even more, to be honest, if you look at epigenetics, which is part of, you know, the quantum science you just uh, talked about, and the understanding of like our interconnection. But f for you, Chennai, what, what, is, what is a dream that you want to share and, and broadcast for seven generations into the future about this beautiful planet Earth that we live on together? I'm living my dream, Julian. <laughs> I mean, um, if you ask me this question last year, mm. I would tell you an imaginary scenario. Mm. And I... Now, no, I'm 41 years old. <clears throat> when you live things, when you experience things as they deserve, when you give the right to be alive, the dream is already here. And when you want to skip those steps, jump into a vision without mm. experiencing it, you fall back and you loop in the same scenario. So for me, being grateful for what is right here, right now, is the best blessing to, to all the generations to come. I love it. I, I love it. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Definitely learned a thing or two about that myself, that uh, the moment is here right now. We can't skip forward. So thank you so much for your presence today, for the you know, playful, mysterious, but powerful way that you deliver um, your words in this, in this episode with us. And um, 
I'll make sure to to share about you know both Regenerate X as well as the heroines. Is there anything else you'd love to mention before we wrap for today's episode? Yes, um, I want to thank you for doing this work, Julian. Your presence and your beautiful guidance, your questions are coming from your heart. I bless you and I bless your journey. May all the conversations uh, be at least as beautiful as this for all humanity. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person one day. 